right. Hey, guys. This is the Morbid Horror Podcast. Today, I'm here with uh, Fred Vogel of Totag Pictures, if you'd like to introduce yourself. What's happening, everybody? Fred Vogel here from Totag. Uh, known for making some pretty extreme movies in the underground. And uh, today, I just got uh, some questions that I have written down for you. We can just take them one by one, see where it goes. Sure. Awesome. And uh, the first one is uh, one I always ask, and pretty vague but what got you into horror um the movie frankenstein i saw frankenstein when i was really young and um i kind of fell in love with boris karloff as the monster you know i was was, you know seeing that gaunt dead looking face i it just attracted me and i started reading monster books as a kid and uh you know growing up in the 80s was a really great time for special effects and, you know, my heroes like Tom Savini and Rick Baker and Rob Bottin, they were like the kings of the kingdom. And uh, I just kind of like wanted to follow in their footsteps. So I uh, read everything that I could and studied makeup. And that's kind of how I got into it. Awesome. And uh, how old were you when you started uh, shooting your own films? Um, I made my first, well, I, I was making movies when I was in college. Um, with my buddies, you know, kind of practicing and just kind of, you know, I I knew that I, I always wanted to make movies, but I thought I'd just I'd be a special effects artist first, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of that was the way that I was going to get in, you know, like um, Tom Savini is uh, one of my you know heroes and one of my friends now in life, which is awesome, uh, but uh, you know he he started off as being a special effects artist and then got into directing so that's kind of how I thought I was going to do it but I made my first real movie in 2001 when I was uh, 24 okay and um, are there any uh, filmmakers in particular that influenced you to start picking up the camera and, and shooting stuff oh man I was influenced by everything that I watched um, you know I mean, I, I just didn't watch. I just didn't watch horror. I watched everything. So I mean, I was influenced by, you know, Mel Brooks movies. I was influenced by Hitchcock films. I was influenced um, by exploitation horror movies. You know, like uh, Wes Craven and Toby Hooper. Um, again, you know, growing up in the '80s, there was a lot of great movies coming out. So, you know, I mean, from Brian De Palma to to Martin Scorsese, I was influenced by pretty much. Everybody I watched. Okay, awesome. And uh, you not only uh, have experience in front of the camera, but behind. And I was wondering if you preferred uh, directing or acting. I definitely prefer directing. Um, The only reason why I acted in uh, some of my films is because I didn't want anybody to get in trouble. Um, It was easier for me to take the heat, especially for August Underground. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I uh, I didn't want to put anybody in that situation. And plus, you know, when, when making the first one, uh, to really pull off what I wanted, I had to be the guy. Mm-hmm. I knew how to I knew how to like make the if the effects failed, I knew how to make them work and hide it so the camera wouldn't see it and things like that. So I was just you know, it was just easier for me to be the guy in front of the camera as well. Okay, awesome. And uh, what are there any films in specific, or <clears throat> what inspired you to to make August Underground and to start that project? 
Um, at the time, I was teaching at the Tom Savini Makeup School, and um, I wanted to make my first movie. I, uh, you know, being a, a Pittsburgh filmmaker, you know, you're definitely inspired by George Romero and his Night of the Living Dead movies, and I thought I was going to do a zombie movie, um, but it just was going to cost too much money, and mm-hmm. it was easier for me to come up with something that was more of a serial killer-based uh, idea. And at the time, you know, some of my students were, you know, writing to serial killers and trying to get their autographs and things like that because, you know, serial killer culture is still a very prominent thing. <clears throat> but um, I just thought nobody really showed how serial killers really are. There are some really yeah. great, there, there are some really great movies that, uh, you know, influenced me with uh, kind of the cinema verite look that August Underground has. Um, films like Cannibal Holocaust and Man Bites Dog and Last House on the Left, Last House in Dead End mm-hmm. Street, things like that. Okay, and uh, how was the the general reception upon its release? It was it was interesting. Um, you know, when you make your first movie, the first thing you do is you show it to your friends and family. Uh, my friends and family kind of were like, "Ooh, Fred, this is gross," and because they know me as a person. It wasn't until I mm-hmm. started showing the movie, you know, to people who didn't know who I was, is when I saw the true power of what I made. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't know me for shit, you know. So, uh, you know, watching August Underground, like the whole thing with. What makes August Underground work is it needs to look authentic. It needs to look absolutely real. And, um, you know, that's one of the things I'm really proud of with the movie because I think I really pulled off making things look, you know, pretty damn authentic. Um, And, you know, keeping the special effects and doing that, you know, the look of the movie, the way it was color graded and everything, um, you know, all those little elements really added to it. And I think, uh, you know, once random people and reviewers and things like that started seeing it. That's when I saw that it was, uh, you know, it was definitely affecting them. Oh, okay. And, um, regarding the sequel to August underground, August underground's mortem. Um, I can't remember if it was a documentary I was listening to, uh, a toe tag documentary or if it was a review, but I've heard it before classified as, um, a scenario where there might've been too many cooks in the kitchen. And I was wondering how mortem, how that, how it started and um, what caused there to be two different cuts of the film. Well, what happened was, is that after I made August underground, um, the cameraman in August underground, Alan Peters, uh, him and I kind of had a falling out. He didn't want to be involved with the movie anymore because he was starting to see how this movie really was affecting people. And he was scared about, uh, you know, the future you know, he was a, he was a, fa- he's a father, and um, mm-hmm. I'm not. So I think he just felt like he had more to lose. He didn't re- he didn't uh, realize the power that the movie was going to have, and it did. So mm-hmm. I ended up, you know, starting something on my own, which was called Toe Tag. And I met some really amazing, talented artists at this moment in time. One of them was uh, my old roommate from college, Jeremy Cruz, who became the head of Toe Tag Effects. Um, the other one was Michael Schneider, um, who was a Pittsburgh filmmaker in his own right. We also went to the Art Institute together, and he just got done making uh, 
um, a short film, and uh, he was actually one of the you know one of the first people to see it and really got what August Underground was. And um, yeah, and then came then came Christy Wiles, and you know so I had these people who were just like, oh wow, this is so great, like we should do something else. And then all of a sudden, um, Killjoy from the band Necrophagia contacts me, and is like, you know, hey. I really, you know, I heard what you're doing. I really want to see this movie. I ended up sending the movie, and he loved it and wanted to get involved. And let's make a music video. So we started out doing this music video for Necrophagia, and that's kind of what the first seeds were planted for August Underground's Mortem. I never wanted to make a sequel. You know, uh, it just so happened that, you know, we ended up having all this footage for this Necrophagia video, and you know killjoy was like dude he's like we should really make this you know the next august underground movie because i was still doing the same shit in the ne- in necrophagia video it was still that character with the with the shirt with my face on it and you know that whole thing and um it it, it kind of just became what it was and again at the time i had all these different people helping me you know we were all kind of coming together and working on this so it was like well let's just do it all together and once you do something like that it starts to take away from the integrity of like the first movie and i started feeling it but i was like you know what like i really didn't care at the at that moment in time like killjoy and i left to go to mm-hmm. to go to europe to uh you know he necrophagia was going on this european tour and i was doing this documentary and um you know, I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. You know, August Underground was still gaining a lot of speed. So I was just like, all right, well, August Underground is going to come out and this is going to be the movie that's going to put me on the map. And, you know, this other thing that we were doing was just as, you know, was just as gross and just as nasty. Um, but it was just, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, had a little bit. It had everybody's little finger, you know, in there, putting you know their own little little bits in there. So that's mm-hmm. why I say that movie is, you know, directed by all of us. Even though you know August Underground is you know mine, but it's uh, you know it's, mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of hands in there. Okay, and uh, regard also regarding uh, August Underground's Mortem, there's um, some pretty heavy scenes in that movie, um, especially a scene prior to the ending. And I was wondering if you've gotten any, uh, you know, super harsh criticism or maybe some threats due to the subject material in August Underground's Mortem. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the, when that's, you know, the, the bathtub scene, uh, you know, and at the end of the movie that, uh, you know, when, when that was all finished, I remember watching it. We all went back to Jeremy's apartment and watched it. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, like, we either are going to go to jail or we created the most fucked up scene in the history of of, of horror movies. Because <laughs> there really wasn't anything like it. You know, this is this is 2002, 2003. So there really mm-hmm. wasn't anything as powerful as that. Um, but I think really what helped us for people not to bitch and moan or, like, get on our case about it was, you know, we hit the road. Totag hit the road, and we started doing a lot of conventions and meeting a lot of people and showing the movie, and people were meeting us as people. And, 
they were like, oh, well, you know, these guys are cool and their movie's sick and fucked up. And, it kind of, you know, I think that kind of like, you know, smoothed it over a little bit. But still, there's still people out there that, you know, hate me for that. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Also, to my under <laughs> exactly. And uh, to my understanding and what you referenced Stephen earlier is it doesn't sound like August Underground was intended to be a trilogy and possibly even just a standalone film being the first one. And um, was was you making uh, August Underground Penance um, in a way or kind of done in a way to take back control uh, in a sense of the August Underground name? Well, I mean, it's August Underground is my name, you know? Um, yeah. I, I created it. Um and I wanted to, I wanted to finish it. I wanted to, I didn't, I love August Underground's Mortem as much as, uh, you know, there were problems and egos and bullshit that happened along with the movie and after the movie. Um, you know, it's still a, an important piece to the underground horror movie history out there. Mm -hmm. um, but for me as a director and for Toe Tag, I wanted to kind of bring it back in you know it's it was you know the movies really were you know it's really a great trilogy because you know the first movie is the most realistic one of the three the second mm -hmm. one is a typical the second one is a typical sequel it is over the top it's everything is amped up you know the cinema verite style is even more shaky and crazy um the, the sound design in that movie is fucking insane and then August Underground's Penance kind of like, you know, bring, brings you back down to this really dark place. And, you know, the, um, the picture quality is a little bit better. You know, our gore effects are definitely a lot better and, and very realistic, the stuff that we were doing in it. And it, I wanted to show the decline of these characters because, you know, these people, people who, you know, sociopaths that would do something like this, you know, they don't live high on the hog. You know, their uh, their window is, is, is very small, so I really wanted to show that. Okay. It didn't start... And yeah, I'm sorry, just... It didn't, uh, start, it didn't start to be out as a trilogy, but, like, I'm really glad that it did end as Okay, a definitely. Yeah, and um, just to reiterate, um, on my last question, I meant to say, uh, like, regain control of the series. It's not necessarily the name, so a little slip up on my part, but um, also... Regarding uh, August Underground's penance, I will hear uh, from sometimes in groups and some from people. They think it's um, they associate it with kind of the tamest one, one of the more tame ones in the trilogy, and I uh, don't agree or uh, see that at all. And um, I, in my opinion, it's probably the most effective one. And I've noticed it had a lot more of an emotional approach to it. And I was wondering if you could talk about uh, like the mental deterioration of taking place with Peter and Krusty. Yeah, um, well, it, what was really funny was during the making of the movie, myself and Christy were, you know, loving life. We actually just finished the Redson Tower, and, uh, you know, that was doing really well for us. And, you know, that was a totally different kind of movie than, you know, the, the August Underground films. So going into August Underground's Penance, I think, you know, all of us, myself, Jeremy... Christy and then Shelby was, was brought into the mix at towards the end of August Underground's Mortem. And, you know, we were, we were just, 
super happy. You know, Shelby and I were a couple. Jeremy and Christy were a couple. It was just like this big giant family getting ready to make this new, you know, going back to making this really gross August Underground film with, you know, all of our friends. Every, you know, all mm-hmm. the actors in the movie were people that loved the the first two movies, and it was just you know our way of kind of like putting them in there and, uh, you know, having fun with everything. Um, but as for the you know for the characters. Uh, you know, it, it was really important for my character and Christie's character to really um, show their the, show their weakness in this one. You know, she, mm. I, you know, the scene where like, she, you know, she's crying and I come in and rape her. Um, you know, that some of that stuff is just super deep. And there's, you know, I always love when people say like, oh, the August Underground movies have no plot or you know, no story or anything like that. And I just find that they're just not really watching the movie because, you know, there is plot and character development in so much of those movies. You just have to fucking use your brain. You know, I don't, yeah. uh, I don't sit there and shove plot down your throat like Hollywood does. Like, I really want you to think and I really want you to, you know, lose yourself in the movie. You know, the August Underground films aren't supposed to be a movie. I'm like quotation marks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the personal home video. We've all watched home videos. Like a home video starts and stops whenever it wants, whenever people turn off the camera. And, um, you know, that's where I think a lot of other movies that do the found footage look drop the ball. And, uh, you know, that's where I think we succeeded was, you know, we really, you know, really made that look authentic. And... Mm-hmm. You know, to have that going with the characters and the alcoholism and the drug use and all the stuff that we put in the movie. And, like, you know, the scenes with, like, the crocodile and the, uh, you know, the little alligator and, the, and the, um, the lion, you know, showing, you know, the consumption of, of these predators and who they are, you know. And, you know, there's lots mm-hmm. of beautiful shit in those movies. People just, just need to look a little deeper. Yeah, definitely. I, I 100% agree with that. And uh, you mentioned um, to prior to releasing Penance, uh, you brought up the Retson Tower. And I was wondering what inspired the Retson Tower. Uh, when I first watched it, it kind of reminded me of uh, like the Evil Dead, infused with Night of the Demons, but with like a, with a toe-tag twist to it. Yeah, so um, right, after the, right after August Underground's Mortem and I got back from Europe... Um, I got back to, like, my world being changed. Um, I moved in with my girlfriend, Shelby, who is now my wife. Um, I, I, everybody, in the, everybody wanted a copy of August Underground because Rue Morgue put, the, um, put us on the cover saying we were the most disturbing movie ever made with Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses issue, which was, like, the most anticipated horror film at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got there was a lot of attention happening, and we ended up getting to do this movie in Las Vegas called Murder Set Pieces, directed by a guy named Nick Palumbo. Um, and after we, you know, when we worked on that, we met some really great people. And one of the guys I met on there was a dude named Shane Sauer. He was in the um, in the grip department, but he was also a filmmaker. And, and I told him like, when I get back, dude, I'll you know we'll write something and let's work together. And that's kind of that's what happened. We got back and um, we put everything that we love into the script of the Redson Tower. You know, 
Jeremy loves possession movies, and I love slasher films, and we all love teeny bopper horror movies. We wanted to make, you know, Toe Tag's mainstream horror movie. We wanted to just, you know, make a mainstream horror movie. But, uh, you know, when it came to that gore and the brutality of that violence, which is, you know, which Toe Tag is all about, um, that's where we, that's where it was just a little different. And again, we don't shove a lot of plot down your throat. We want you to use your imagination and, uh, we really try to, you know, give you an original kind of story, even though we're using the same formula, you know, that uh, makes horror movies work. Definitely. And um, given that that was uh, a little different to your uh, prior work that people were aware of, I was wondering if you got any maybe bad reactions from uh, some August Underground fans since it didn't take really the direction of a, a fake snuff movie. No, you know, um, one of the things that uh, I've been very lucky with is, you know, the Toe Tag fans are fucking amazing. And people have been with me since day one. They grow with Toe Tag and they grow with my films. And, um, of course, you have some people who just want to see me, you know, cutting off nipples and smearing shit in them, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I'm not about that. I'm a filmmaker and I'm an artist. And uh, I'm always trying to grow on everything that I do. And uh, there was no way that I was just going to be the guy that makes snuff movies, you know, unless that I, I, I fell into it, you know, I, that's really what happened. It was just like, you know, I really wasn't going out to make, you know, this big underground horror film, you know, it just happened that that's what it became. Mm -hmm. And um, I really, uh, it was nice to see the attention that the Redson Tower got. And, you know, it was different because people were scared when I was like, oh, here's my new movie. And they're like, oh, shit, what is he going to, you know, he's going to be chopping off dick and doing all kinds of shit in this one. <laughs> and uh, they're like, wow, this is like a real movie. You know, we, we had Scott, <laughs> Hall from the, you know, Scott Hall from the band Pig Destroyer and Steve Moore from the band Zombie do the music. You know, we shot the, can the movie on the Panasonic 24P, which was like the top of the line camera at the time. You know, we built sets inside our studio I mean, Jeremy pulled off some of the, you know, some killer makeup effects. We used animatronics. I mean, we did everything in that movie. And, uh, you know, we went and we did a lot of film festivals. We played the Fantasia Film Festival up in uh, Quebec. Um, and, uh, you know, when it came to it and we were starting to look for distribution deals, everybody wanted us to cut, you know, some of the effects out of the movie. And... You know, that's really when I knew what Toe Tag was. And Toe Tag is true. You know, we're, we're a company and a team that is true to our art. And uh, we're not going to let anybody tell us what the fuck we're going to do. So we ended up putting it out ourselves. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the Redson Towers. That was great. And you also have a... Your film, uh, Murder, uh, Murder Collection Volume 1, mm -hmm. and I was wondering if that was just kind of your take on uh, like a Faces of Death type of movie, and I was also wondering, uh, since I noticed it's titled Volume 1, if we'll ever in the future possibly see uh, Murder Collection Volume 2. <laughs> um, Murder Collection started out with uh, somebody, you know, back in the day, Tag had a really popular website, and we had an awesome forum on there. Um, 
they don't do much forums anymore on websites, but we had a really great forum with a lot of people. And one of the main things on there was I don't like any real death footage. Um, I've, I've certainly watched my fair share of death movies and, you know, growing up in the eighties, watching faces of death was like the rite of passage. Um, but I just, you know, I always wanted toe tag, you know, toe tags all about the art and special effects. And, you know, I'm not too keen on putting up, you know, real people's death experience, especially since I've had, you know, murder happen in my family. So, mm-hmm. um, it was important for me to not let that happen. And somebody actually sent me a video of these two, you know, that video, two guys in an ice pick or whatever they fucking call it. And he asked me if this was real. And I remember sitting down with Jeremy and we watched this video of these two guys. It was very similar to August underground where they're just laughing and, um, you know, beating this homeless man in the woods. And, uh, I said to him, I'm like, dude, I'm like, what do you think of this? And we both kind of looked at each other and we were like, well, we can totally replicate this. And um, that like put the light bulb in, in my head was like, all right, well, what if we, you know, make up this idea of where there is this guy who had this real death footage show on the Internet that was taken down by the FBI. And now this is his collection. And um it, it gave all of us an opportunity to direct these little vignettes. And um, it's another one that I'm super proud of. A lot of people don't talk about that movie because, you know, we kind of surprised everybody when we put it out. We just uh, mm-hmm. we just released it. There was nothing. There was nobody even knew it was happening. And, you know, the cover was ambiguous at the time. It was just like a little volume, uh, like an encyclopedia looking cover. And... But, uh, I mean, there's some really deep shit in those in some of those scenes you know the mm-hmm. the pedophile scene the um the you know the japanese autopsy scene the, the opening scene the opening scene where the the russian father kills his son you know and yeah just, you know or, or my favorite scene or my favorite segment um is with uh with gromer you know where the kids kill the mm-hmm. the the nerdy looking guy in the woods you know, watching those guys turn on each other once they kill this kid. Like, that's, you know, that's the stuff that I think about is like, all right, like, what's really going to happen? You know, this this is what would happen. These guys would turn on each other. You know, they would they would think they're super strong all together as one, picking on the weak. And then as soon as something goes down, they turn on each other. You know, like, that's the moment <laughs> in the movie, in the, in the segment, you know. And all those segments ha- have those moments. You know, from the, mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's it's a pretty interesting movie. I like that movie. Definitely. So, you don't know plans on um expanding on them or uh, anymore. Well, well, it was designed for us to expand for sure. Um, but okay, just like you know, again, like I said, I'm a fan of Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks made a movie called History of the World, Volume One, or History of the World Part One, and uh, he never made a part two. So uh, who knows if it, it might, you know, we, we shot some stuff and we have lots of ideas for a part two. It may, it may come one day, you know, right now, toe tags mm-hmm. on a break, So we're just, uh, we're just laying low. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, definitely. And uh, your uh, new film, uh, the final interview uh, from what I understand is quite different than your prior work. And I was wondering if you, you could uh, 
talk a little bit about that and how that how that's starting and what that's all about. Um, yeah, the final interview is my my new movie. It's um, we're hoping to it to come out in August on Blu-ray and DVD. Um, this is my first non toe tag movie. So I made, even though a lot of toe tag people helped on it and stuff like that, it's not, it's totally different. This is more of a mainstream, uh, film, but it was still shot like an underground movie. The way that I shoot all my movies, you know, very limited crew, um, you know, very limited budget. Um, but the one thing that I, you know, I had going for me is I had some really amazing actors. I had, uh, Granger Hines, who is in, um, he was in Steven Spielberg's Lincoln. He was in um, the Coen Brothers, Buster Scruggs. He was on the TV show, The Nick. I have um, one of my favorite 80s movie icons, Diane Franklin, who is in Better Off Dead and Amityville Horror 2, Last American Virgin. And uh, my good buddy, Damien Marusak, who was in, uh, he was in my other film. He was in Murder, he was in Murder Collection. He was in Maskhead. And he was the star of Celeterica, so um, I uh, I wanted to make him the star of this because I just think that guy is gold, and uh, I really wanted to you know highlight him. But definitely, it's uh, you know the movie's a thriller. It's it's a thriller. It's it's a, it's a period piece. It's it's very different, and I think um, it's a film that really is taking me to the next level as a filmmaker for sure. Awesome. You know, you you grow on every movie. Um, yeah. So you know, this was my first SAG movie. This is the first time I had a movie trailer. This was the first time I, you know, I got to shoot in this in a prison with you know background extras and and all this stuff. So I mean, it was you know it was a it was a big it was a big deal with a small amount of people and a small amount of money. <laughs> but uh, it's 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 different. And there's a, there's a little bit of red stuff in there, but. Um, it's certainly not toe tag. Okay, I see. Well, definitely still have to check that out. And um, another thing that I wanted to bring up is the August Underground films, the DVDs. They are uh, currently out of print and selling for a pretty, pretty decent price. And I was wondering if you um, if you plan on uh, ever printing uh, some more copies of them. You know, as of right now, um, I don't know. We um, toe tag is kind of on a is on a break, you know. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's it's kind of hard having a, like a long distance relationship. You know, Shelby and I are here in Pittsburgh, and Jeremy Cruz um, is in Los Angeles, and we're both working in the you know the movie industry. You know, I work here in Pittsburgh. I've worked on the you know the Tom Hanks Mister Rogers movie and. You know, a few Netflix shows, a couple Netflix movies, um, Seth Rogen movies, and Jeremy's out in Los Angeles you know, doing, you know, effects, you know, working in the effect shops, doing a lot of the big Marvel films and and things. So, you know, it's we're just we're getting older, and it's it's harder to make underground movies because it's really it's you know it's it's the money's coming out of our pockets, and. Mm -hmm. It just it just it takes a lot, you know. When you're when we were when we were in our twenties, we were just like balls to the wall, like let's just fucking do it, you know. Mm -hmm. When you're in your forties, it's like, well, you know, we need to pay the rent, you know. We got car payments and and all that stuff that you want to do. Like back in the day, when you know when Toe Tag was in its height, you know, we all lived with each other, 
You know, there was all, you know, five of us crammed in a house. You know, just like, a, it's kind of, you know, just like music, you know? Yeah. You know, like when you're in a band, you're young and you're, you're fucking don't give a shit. And you, you just eat, everybody shares the same loaf of bread and you just fucking do what you got to do to survive. And, you know, that's what it was for us. And, you know, putting those movies out, you know, I, I like letting those movies um, go out of print for a while because um, it, it adds to the mystique of a true underground film. You know, if something's yeah. readily available, then it takes away what it, the power of, of the toe tag arsenal. You know, and, I, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm proud that our movies are underground movies. I want the toe, you know, I, I want toe tag to be underground. You know what I mean? We're the kings of the underground. Like, we fucking, yeah. we've, we've been doing it since, you know, 2001. And, you know, we've made us, uh, you know, we have a really nice library of films and, um, you know, I'm very proud of that legacy, you know, but I'm also proud of what I'm doing now with, you know, just, you know, me directing films too. So. Okay. Awesome. And I've seen uh, a few questions raised by, by some people on regards to um, your new film being more of a, more of a thriller movie. And since the, a lot of the August undergrounds are out of print and that they weren't being printed, um, uh, um, you are maybe taking a little bit of a step back from the from the subgenre of extreme horror. Oh man, I, fuck, I I love extreme horror. You know, like I I love special effects. Mm. And I love gore, and the bloodier the better. Um, it's just that I have different stories to tell. You know, and when you're the guy that made the most extreme fucking horror movies, underground horror movies, like where else do I go? You mm. know. Uh, I'm always trying to reinvent myself, and that's why, like, you know, even though Celotersica is a drama, but the last 15 minutes of the movie is has more blood in it than the you know than the first fucking August Underground does. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, there, there's some there's some serious brutal shit in that, and like that's what you know that's what Toe Tag is about. Toe Tag is about you know, showing that violence the way violence really is. And, you know, some of my other stories that I want to tell, um, you know, they, they're not as violent or uh, I'm showing, I'm choosing to show the violence in a, in a different way. So, you know, the final, yeah. interview, the final interview is about a, a, a broadcaster interviewing a guy, a, a spree murderer on death row who's being executed that night. So I mean, it, I'm still I'm still in the genre, mm -hmm. you know. And yes, there's still red stuff in it, you know what I mean. But like again, I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not I'm not shoving a fucking police baton up somebody's ass, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> fucking a girl with a two by four with spikes on it, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's it's just, it's it's different, you know. It's it's different stories, and you know when when toe tag decides to come back and make something it's it's going to be the most brutal fucking thing people have ever seen and that's what we do awesome and yeah that kind of actually leads into the next question i had um and i was wondering if um as of right now if there's any future plans if you ever could saw yourself uh putting out another um you know faux snuff style movie um, i'm sure maybe that you are planning on keeping uh the august underground films a, a trilogy but i was wondering uh if not, will we ever see another one of those? Or if not, uh, another August Underground, another um, 
film like in the same vein, same similar style as the August as the August Underground films. You know, I don't I don't know. Um, I've I've had I've had people offer me money, lots of money, to make them a personal August Underground movie. You know, just like mm-hmm. meeting a girl in a basement, just for shits and giggles for you know somebody, and I've turned it down. Um, you know, I don't. You know, when I when I have that story to tell, maybe I'll tell that story. But as of right now, it's you know, um, I'm 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 more about telling different stories. You know, I'm, I for the past, God six almost going on seven years i've been trying to get one of my dream projects which is called pittsburgh body removal off the ground mm-hmm. and um you know that, that's about the people who work in pittsburgh that pick up the dead and um you know a fucked up situation you know in total you know it, it's definitely a dark idea um but you know it's it's a, it's a struggle and that's you know and that's that's something that i'm more into making uh I got a Frankenstein idea that I want to do. I have a script for, um, you know, I, uh, I, I, I definitely have a, I definitely have a few projects that are in the pipeline. It's just, you know, whatever I can, whatever ra- I can raise the money first with, you know, and that's the hard, that's the hardest part is, mm-hmm. uh, is getting the money because again, um, I'm not, I can't make movies for 1500 bucks like I used to. Mm-hmm. Oh, back then it was, you know, when you're twenties, you can have people work for free, you know, or for, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you've made eight movies in your Fred fucking Vogel and yeah, <laughs> you, you pay people now, you know, cause you, I want, mm-hmm. I want talent. I want, uh, um, I want to use the best people to, to work with, you know, that's, that's what, that's, you know, that's what f- filmmaking is all about is like putting together like amazing teams of people. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, you watch you watch a movie, and it's like, wow, that man, the costume's really great. Who did that? Or who's the production designer who did that? You know, with Toe Tag, that was us wearing fifteen different hats. It was, you know, me, Jeremy, and Christy, and Shelby inside of a warehouse, you know, carving foam and painting stuff for the Redson Tower, building walls, or, you know, the four of us all doing a makeup on somebody to get it done faster, so we can go shoot faster. Mm-hmm. You know, so little things have changed um, through the years as, as I've gotten older, and um, and quality too. You know, like I, I I want you know I always thought our stuff looked really good for being underground. You know, the acting was always pretty good. You know, yeah. The, of course, the special effects always rocked. The production design always rocked. Um, you know, but now it's like if I you know if I can. You know, pay my friends. You know, those really talented artists who didn't get paid back a day. Now I could pay them. Like that's that means the world to me because you know, as an artist, it's you need to get paid for your art. Yeah, definitely. And another thing that I was going to bring up is recently you were uh, being interviewed for a documentary by Jesse Seitz and Marcus Cook uh, called Beyond. And uh, during that interview. Um, you recounted some tragedies that happened and some things you were dealing with um, in regards to some people committing, you know, some, just some lunatics committing bad acts of violence who also um, were in possession of uh, some of your films or merchandise. And I was wondering if that was your first time uh, publicly telling those stories and if it was a, a hard issue to kind of 
be able to speak publicly about. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, people. I've talked to people face to face about stuff. You know, yeah. if you know me, or we're talking, or something like that, or I feel the time is right in a face to face conversation kind of thing with somebody to open up myself and let them know that yes, my cousin was murdered. You know, when I was about to make the Redson Tower, and I almost gave up horror completely because of it. Um, or you know, some August Underground fan, you know beat up his girlfriend with a fucking hammer and shit like that. Uh, you know, and then, you know, the the Virginia Tech shootings and, you know, stuff where people had the movies. And it's not and not just my films. They, they've had, you know, they had other fucking movies. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I always, you know, Totag's always set out to make these anti-violent. <laughs> you know, we're really anti-violent, you know. Uh, yeah. We love people, we love life, but we love horror, you know, and we love the viscera of a horror movie. And that's where, you know, that's where, you know, true horror fans are the same way. You know, mm -hmm. you know, 99% of horror fans out there are either wonderful fucking parents, you know, to their children or wonderful parents to their animals or... You know, they get what horror is about. They get, you know, they, they love what that horror movie does to them, you know, and then they're able mm -hmm. to, like, you know, filter that. Um, you know, there's there's definitely people out there that are, you know, more deranged. And unfortunately, you know, that percentage, you know, is is out there. And there are people mm -hmm. that want to jerk off the fucking August Underground, you know. There, you know, mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's people that want to, you know, get off on that kind of stuff. You know, when, when, um, when August Underground's Penance was released, I remember we sold so many copies to soldiers fighting in the war that I was just like giving, I was just sending them like, I would, I, if they bought, you know, Penance, I would send them an August Underground or a Mortem, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I was just like. Because these guys are out there, you know, they need to be, you know, they're trying to desensitize themselves because, like, they're out in the real shit. So if, yeah. they, if they can kind of, like, you know, watch this fake stuff just so it helps them, you know, cope with the, the real horrors out there, like, you know, I was all about it. Yeah, definitely. That's that's interesting. That's cool of you. I didn't, uh, I didn't know. I didn't have heard of anything about that before. Getting some new stuff for me, Brandon. <laughs> awesome. And um, not only do you uh, make your own films, but you do effects for other people's films as well. And, and one of my uh, personal favorites is uh, Nick Plumbo's Murder Set Pieces. And um, when I first caught wind of that movie, I um, I think it was available on, on um, I think it was some form of a streaming service. And I watched it, and I didn't really understand what all, what, you know, what all the hype was about of it being a very brutal movie. And yeah. then of course I caught wind of, yeah. of the unrated director's cut. And now I'm luckily have a couple copies in my possession. And uh, I was wondering if as uh, an effects artist, if you, if you commonly find yourself running into an issue of putting, a, investing a lot of time and a lot of work into some special effects that just end, end up not making the final cut. That's the business. Every great effects artist has had their shit cut from a movie. 
lots of hard work, lots of man hours, lots of not sleeping to get something finished that hits the cutting room floor. That's just the way the fucking business is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, for murder set pieces, one of the things that you know got us excited and got us to do the movie was you know Nick was a big fan of August Underground, and he wanted that. You know, he he was just like he's just like I want this, like I want this gore, and you know he was he got a he got a chance to see August Underground's Mortem before a lot of people did, and there's a lot of stuff you know we knew that not you know. A handful of people are going to see our shit, but this guy's telling us that he's going to. Sh- we're going to shoot this on fucking film, thirty-five millimeter, and Gunnar Hansen's going to be in the movie, and Tony Todd's going to be in the movie. So we brought a we brought over a, you know a lot of the stuff that we had in the August Underground movies over into murder set pieces, you know, like the girl hanging upside down and and shit like that. Um, but. Um, you know, I always say, you know, Murder, Murder Set Pieces was like one of the best and worst projects I've ever worked on. Um, you know, it was a lot of hard work for, you know, Jeremy and myself and our other guy working with us at that time, uh, Ricky Lee. And, um, you know, we put a lot into that movie, a lot, a lot into that movie. And, uh, you know, when it came out, it was awesome, you know, going to see it at the um, the AFM in Santa Monica. And then, you know, it had a few screenings out in Manhattan. And, uh, you know, we really thought things were going to happen. Big, big time happened with it, you know. But uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it, it just kind of fell. It just kind of fell off when Lionsgate bought it. They cut all the shit out of it. And then that's what people saw was this what chopped up movie that made no sense. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was definitely it was definitely frustrating, but um, and at the time, you know, it, it hurt, you know, because we weren't used to, you know, we've never worked on the people's movies before, you know. We were like, wait, how can they just yeah. cut shit out of this? This is why Toe Tag will never do, will never cut our shit, you know. So that's that's kind of like what really put us into making our own stuff, saying, you know, what nobody's gonna cut our fucking shit. Like we're gonna we're gonna go balls to the wall on everything that we do. Definitely. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, but yeah, it's a big bummer because I constantly see people always posting on groups saying saying they watch the movie and don't get it, and it's it's like yeah, you gotta you gotta dig for it. But um, the the uncut, unrated version. I mean, if you're um in a lot of these more uh, underground horror groups on Facebook, you'll you'll see them pop up every now and then. But yeah, it's definitely um a completely different movie in my opinion. I like I said, I after I saw the unrated cut, I absolutely loved it. it made all the difference yeah and I, you know and, and i we had we had a lot of fun you know we're making it um made a lot of really great friends Fen garrett is still one of my really good friends um you know he's an amazing chef now you can find him on instagram oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know chef sven um jade risser uh always stayed in touch with jade you know she was uh, she was at 11 years old itty bitty little thing um, when we mm-hmm. met her on the movie, and then you know, at 18, she came to be in Salatursica, you know, the last toe tag movie that came out in 2010. Um, so, uh, you know, and of course, guys like Gunnar Hansen was one of my really great friends, and you know, it was amazing. I got to do that scene, you know, toe tag got to do that scene with Tony Todd in the mm-hmm. movie, that was exciting. Uh, 
I remember being so nervous acting with Tony Todd. Because, you know, he's one of them. He's, that guy is so talented. Yeah, guy's a legend. He's, oh, absolutely a legend. And uh, this next question I have for you is uh, slightly off topic. And, and um, I was just curious what your opinion was on it, because I think it's due to, um, due to Diabolic DVD um, <clears throat> announcing that they're going to release uh, what would be like the definitive Region 1 release of, of Marion Doris' Melancholy Durango is in a lot of uh, groups and forums. I've seen the topic of people talking about um, animal violence and animal, animal cruelty in films and I was wondering uh, in your opinion if it um if there's like an ethical way to use it if you can utilize it in a proper way and in an acceptable way um you know I've, I've seen a lot of movies with you know animal cruelty in it especially back in the day when there wasn't the, the strict laws that there are today obviously movies mm -hmm. like Holocaust with the turtle scene and and yeah. things like that I mean even even you know Disney movies you watch Swiss Family Robinson from Disney you know they were the stuff they were doing in that with those animals was just cruel, you know, but different yeah. time. It was a different time. Um, you know, I know Marion Dora, uh, and you know, he's a very talented filmmaker and he, mm -hmm. you know, the way that he expresses himself through his art, uh, you know, is, is, is what he does. And I, you know, I mm -hmm. think, I think he uses those animals to, uh, obviously to shock, you know, um, and maybe maybe he, you know, yeah. maybe, there's, maybe there's there's something there's something more to it. Um, but again, just like anything, if you don't like something, don't fucking buy it. If you don't like that kind of music, don't fucking listen to it. You mm -hmm. know, like there's people out there that are collectors that want to have, you know, a real pristine copy of this movie or whatever, you know, for their yeah. collection or that kind of stuff that, you know, it, you know, yeah, it's it. Movies are supposed to affect you. You watch a comedy, you want to laugh. You know, you watch a mm -hmm. horror movie, you want to be scared or, uh, you know, uh, or disturbed. You know, or you watch a, you watch a drama, you want to cry. You know, like that's what movies. Yeah. Are, you know, the the visual medium is there to provoke you. And mm -hmm. Mar Marion is provoking you. You know, with that kind of shit. You know, I was I'm provoking you with you know the some of the stuff in my films like that I, you know I'm, I'm the one with the stick you know jabbing you being like pay attention here like this is some fucked up shit you know mm -hmm. and that's you know as a filmmaker that's you know that's what your goal is is you want to you know you want to provoke the viewer you don't want somebody mm -hmm. to walk out of your movie and be like what the hell was that you know obviously yeah. you didn't you know you didn't do a good enough job provoking Definitely. I also think it raises a lot of questions when people try to stand on, on that super moral high ground as well as um, you could ask the same question, you know, do you eat fast food? Do you support, are you complicit in supporting industries that treat animals like shit? So I feel like it is kind of a weird spot to put yourself in for sure. No, it's, you know, we're, right now we're living in a really, um, <laughs> the world's really fucked up right now. You know, it's mm -hmm. going it's going through this big change where, you know, you know, I kind of sit back and I watch and I watch this cancel, you know, this cancel culture out there canceling people and not hearing two sides of the story. And, you know, one article pops up on Facebook and then a lynch mob starts and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really crazy. 
But you know, we're all, you know, we just, you know, we just, we all need to take a step back and just, you know, look a little bit more into something and research something before you attack it. You know, definitely. I love, no, you know, yeah. I love, I love animals. You know, like when we did when we did Salatursica, we killed a dog, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, that was an animatronic puppet. But I still got people being like, "How could you kill that dog?" You know, animatronic <laughs> puppet. You know, that was my buddy's dog. You want to? We wanted to put him in the movie. You know, now that, that dog is dead, and my buddy has that dog on film forever. You know. Yeah. And also, but yeah, that's um, I, I'd say for the most part, I absolutely agree, and I'm with you on that. I think people uh, will just kind of jump on things before getting a full understanding of of things or why things are the way they are, and et cetera. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm very glad that I made the movies I made back then, than making them now. Um, oh, yeah. I think you know, I think if some of my stuff came out now, people would be. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm 44 years old. I'm not sure how old you are, um, but you know, my generation, my the generation X, you know, we've we grown up with, you know, the you know the 70s films where like guys would slap girls and it wasn't even a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, how many movies you you know you watch back in like you know some of these great '70s movies were like, you know, guys would just smack their women around like that's just the way it was. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, movies are you know movies are made like are you even using words? You know, like definitely. You know, so again, I'm kind of glad I did it when I did it. <laughs> yeah, definitely, I'm. Uh... I'm a Gen Zer. I'm 23 years old, so I'm definitely seeing uh, it's a lot of the crowd my age for sure. I got Air Jordans older than you. <laughs> and um, I guess on to this next one is um, I was wondering what, what your opinion on the current state of uh, extreme horror and underground horror is today, and where you see it kind of where you see it going in the future, and um, I guess uh, including in what we were just speaking about earlier of some things not really being able to fly like they used to and or a lot of extreme content in films. You know, I think extreme, extreme movies are always going to be around, you know, there's always going to be, you know, some young filmmaker out there, you know, pushing that envelope. And, and I, I love that. Um, yeah, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen much of, 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 of anything really new. Like, tell me, give me some titles of some, of some, you know, some underground movies that are, you know, people are talking about right now, and I'll t- I'll let you know if I saw them, and I can I can answer that. Mm-hmm. Are you like asking me or just in general? I'm asking you. Yeah. Um, well, I guess a lot of uh, I guess more of the popular newer ones or newish ones is uh, yeah, like the American Guinea Pigs uh, films, like um, okay, James so, Bell stuff, uh, like Tantrum and. Films like American Holocaust. I guess it'd be more films of within this past ten years. Okay, yeah. So you know, um, you know, I've met the Chris Woods and the Sean Donahue's, and you know, a lot of those guys, and they were, you know, uh, you know, they're, you know, they're doing their thing, and like mm-hmm. I, I totally applaud it, and they got their own fan base, and you know, they're putting their movies out, um, and that's what I've always wanted. 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, back, you know, the, the reason why to, with how to, when Totag started, nobody would touch our stuff. So we had to put it out ourselves. So we were, yeah. going, we were going out there and, and chilling our stuff and showing people like, Hey, like you can do this. Like you can go out there and, you know, sell your wares. And, uh, mm-hmm. especially in the underground, that's like, that's, that was like the best way to do it. Um, so yeah, like American Holocaust, you know, a lot of those movies, yeah, they, they certainly do push it, you know, and man, I've, I've, mm-hmm. been, I've been friends with Stephen Byro, you know, Totex started the same time on earth started, you know, so, um, mm-hmm. you know, Steve's, Steve's an old friend and I love what he's doing with unearth and he is, um, he's the man right now, you know, giving you guys, you know, your underground fix. He's, you know, he's the one that's out there. I talked to him. Shit, the last time we talked, we talked for like four hours, like two fucking high school girls, um, you know, you know, talking about movies and what's going on with the state of, you know, this, you know the state of our business, you know, yeah, what's going streaming versus, you know, you know, physical media and who's making good stuff. And, oh, you got to see this. You know, he was telling me about this one movie, um, like. 100 needles or 200 something like that um i think uh ryan nickel or wait no it's not right i i'm i'm familiar with what you're talking about though he's it's some some movies is like fred it's fucking nasty and i'm like oh well i can't wait to see it but you know (laughs) you know you you just you just threw ryan nicholson's name out there you know that's another guy who uh you know i knew for i knew for a long time and didn't meet face to face until Later on, like we we've known each other since you know since two thousand and two, but I didn't meet him until like yeah. two thousand eleven or something like that. And uh, but you know he left his mark with his films, you know, and uh, I miss him dearly. He was a great dude. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad. And, um, and I'm glad Unearthed is putting out Ryan's catalog and keeping his memory alive. You know, it's that's the thing with yeah. Uh, that's the thing with um you know these these little movies is uh it's easy to be, be forgotten you know there was a there was a really a really good dude and a really talented filmmaker named andy cop who made the mutilation man shot it on 16 millimeter like you, you know this he was one of the dayton boys you know there was like jim van beber coming out of dayton and uh andy cop was coming out of dayton you know and i feel like a mm-hmm. lot of forget forget about andy you know andy's been gone a few years now but um, you know, he was definitely one of us. You know, mm-hmm. definitely. And uh, one thing I've noticed also is uh, the August Underground trilogy kind of birthed—I uh, guess you could say—birthed a new series of, or definitely heavily, heavily influenced and inspired um, some uh, faux snuff films that people have put out who, who were inspired by the August underground trilogy and i was wondering if there's any of them that you're aware of that stick out to you and you really uh really thought were good or you know i remember um when i watched that movie atroz um oh yeah Mm -hmm. you know and i mean that's you know very 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 much like august underground and uh you know and i i reached out to the director and told him you know i told him that i liked his movie you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, George Romero didn't create zombie movie. You know, he 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 made the right movie at the right moment in time. And 
that spawned this new generation of zombie movies, and it's it's still being ripped off to this day. You know, um, yeah, I did not, I did not create the serial killer movie. I did not create the cinema verite style movie, but I created a movie at that moment in time to where it influenced a lot of people. And, you know, to the mainstream, to like Eli, the Eli Roths and, you know, shit like mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, they all, they all knew my number, you know, it was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there was, again, at that moment in time, like there was nothing like, August Underground. And, uh, you know, it's a big shadow. Like, there's people that don't re- even realize that I've made, you know, eight movies. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, when are you going to make a new movie? I, you know, you did the August Underground movies, and it's like, wow, I, I made a lot of movies. <laughs> but <it's> just, <laughs> you know, those movies, uh, they just cast a really big shadow, you know. Definitely. And uh, you um, mentioned uh, Lex Ortega's uh, Traz, or... Yeah. atrocious and, and um that there's a scene i think about 15 minutes in when they first when the detective first opens the the video camera and um right when that scene was happening i was like oh yeah this guy's not this underground fan for sure it was a, it was a really great homage in my opinion that movie was actually awesome it, it blew my mind yeah no he did you know like did a great job you know he did a great job and you know um adam albrand did you know with crossbearer you know there is mm-hmm. There's lots of, you know, there's a lot of people, even Ryan Nicholson, you know, it's like, no, but I, I, I was the guy using the hammer, you know, like once that hammer came, you know, that was the, th- that was the thing. It was like, you know, I was, I made sure that like the hammer was the August Underground's weapon. It was the Texas, it was the chainsaw on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know? Yeah. Uh, so like when that hammer gets broken out in people's movies, like, you know, you're paying a little homage to to toe tag into the, to the August underground films. And I'm cool with that. Definitely. Because I took it from Texas. I, you know, that, that hammer, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of my favorite movies. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Gunner, Gunner with that sledge. I remember the first time Gunner Hansen saw August underground. And, uh, you know, we went outside and I was, I, I smoked cigarettes back then. I went outside and I was having a cigarette and Gunner Hansen came out and he was like, He's like, Fred, he's like, you made your times Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's like, that was the most rawest thing I've ever seen. And uh, What a compliment. Totally, what a fucking compliment, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I couldn't, you know, and even like, you know, Roger Watkins, you know, calling it the, you know, the Citizen Kane horror movies. and Yeah. You know, and I look at all the people that have August Underground tattoos and how... How those movies affected people, you know. There, what's what's the movie that got you into horror? Uh, me per- personally. Yep. Um, so I I started getting into horror movies, uh, and I'd watch them with my grandmother. And I think the movie that really kind of set me on track to become the built an obsession with it was a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay, so great. Mm-hmm. So. You know, you now did you like right after that? Did you start watching more black and white movies, or did you jump right into you know the next level of stuff? So after after that, and around that time, I was watching a lot of we we'd watch a lot of um, a lot of uh, 50s, 60s, Atomic Age, sci-fi, horror type of stuff, and then I kind of um, 
started getting into more of the the Halloweens and Friday Friday Thirteenths and Never on Elm Streets. Then that kind of it's almost like a like a gateway. Then I started watching you know a lot of Fulci stuff and Italian stuff, and then um that led me down to checking out some of the more extreme stuff. Yep, it's that's that's the that's the path. You know, mm-hmm. I, mine was very similar. Mm-hmm. You know, like I started out watching Universal movies and then getting you know then of course like being in the video store boom tons and tons of friday the 13th and you know all that shit and mm-hmm. then then you go a little deeper and you, you you find the italian you know you you watch you know the gates of hell for the first time or you watch suspiria for the first time and it's like holy shit look what these guys are yeah doing. you know <laughs> so it's uh you know falling in love with the horror genre is a wonderful thing you know absolutely yeah and it's always interesting i always like to find out what you know what path people take you know when they when they when they get into it you know and a Mm -hmm. lot of go the same way we do you know so you you start off with the classics definitely you have to you know um, yeah definitely and as actually it's a Funny one thing I forgot to mention during the Italian stuff. Uh, first time I checked out movies like Cannibal Ferrax and Cannibal Holocaust, and then I had a buddy um, came and talked to me, and he was like, "Dude, you got to check out this movie called August Underground. Check out August Underground." And then um, I finally snagged a copy for I think it was maybe like thirty shipped on eBay, and then uh, watched the first one. Immediately grabbed the second two. But yeah, after I watched the first August Underground, uh, me and my buddy went out for a smoke, and I was like, "Holy shit, that <laughs> that's some next level stuff for sure." Yeah, and like because that that movie gave you that feeling that you mm-hmm. the dragon. You know, that's why I got tattoos of fucking Frankenstein on my arm. That same reason why people have August Underground tattoos or any of some you know, my movies tattooed on them because you know, that movie provoked them in a way that they'll never fucking forget it. And Definitely. the horror, the horror genre is, you know, one of the only genres that really that really does that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it has a uh, probably the most passionate fan base, uh, uh, for sure, in my opinion. Other yeah. than maybe the exception of uh, things like anime and, and whatnot. Oh yeah, I mean, sci-fi is a big thing too. Star Wars, though. Oh you know. yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, but I just got uh, a couple of last questions for you, and uh, they should be uh, they're fairly uh, quick and easy ones. And I was just wondering if you had any advice for people that were. Uh, looking to get into filmmaking do it you know like you study watch movies get a camera shoot some shit learn how to edit if you don't know how to edit find a friend that does um you know it's just all about getting off your ass and doing it you know you could say you want to make Mm. movies all day long but if you don't get off your ass and do it and write a script you know, and you know, learn the steps of the craft, then you're not gonna, you know, mm-hmm. you're not gonna do it. You know, um, that's that's the hard, that's the hardest part, and that's what I that's what I always tell everybody is just get out there and do it, make something, like you know, practice making something. All through my college, I was going to the art institute here in Pittsburgh back in the late '90s, you know, '96, and on the weekends. Me and my roommates would go make movies, and I was always I was always kind of like the director guy, and mm-hmm. come up with the idea, and we'd go execute it, 
and we, you know, they'd always be about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So they were, they were always funny, and people got a kick out of it. And you know, we didn't even know how to edit. We would just do in-camera editing to where, like, you pause the camera, and then, like, okay, we're getting ready to do the next cut. Like, and we knew that camera would just have like a two-second delay, and um, you know, we would, we would, you know, that's how we were editing it until we met, you know, a mm-hmm. buddy of ours that knew how to edit. And then he he would he would start putting music behind it. We would just have like a tape recorder playing music, you know, and and shit. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 all learning and growing. You know, you have to you have to just go out there and do it and practice it, and that's how you get better. Like I'm I'm still learning. Definitely. And um, another one I had here here is um. Fingers crossed if Cinema Wasteland rolls around this year and they get the thumbs up from the governor of Ohio, will you be making an appearance? Absolutely. Awesome. I, Hell yeah. And uh, last. I only missed. Oh, sorry, what was that? Out of the uh, 20 years of Cinema Wasteland, I've only missed t- uh, two. You know, one was for my. I went to my like 20 year high school reunion and I missed a Wasteland. And the other one was uh, Jeremy and I were out in Las Vegas doing murder set pieces. But, uh, oh, okay. that's, that's, that's our show. You know, toe tag always was there and, um, I hope everything goes well because I'll have the final interview with me when I'm there. Awesome. Hell yeah. And, uh, last but not least here, um, I know your site's currently down. You're mentioning how toe tags taking a little bit of a hiatus, but do you, uh, know where to point anyone for someone who, uh, might be new to your, your stuff or hearing about you for the first time uh, where they could possibly get some of your stuff at? Good luck. <laughs> you know, um, I know I ha- there's some movies um, at uh, Grindhouse Video in Tampa. They have the August Underground Trilogy down there, I think, if they have any of those left. Um, but everything's out of print. So, you know, you're going to have to go to a, a, you know, a, gr- a Facebook group and see if somebody wants to trade it. Um, you know, we do live in the day and age where people steal a lot of movies off the internet. Some of my mm-hmm. stuff's out there that way. Uh, but, you know, the true fans of the genre will want physical copies of it. And uh, I respect that. And, uh, you know, going and finding it on eBay or... Don't don't overpay for something, you know what I mean? Like, if, if it's really yeah. worth you, you know, spend the money. But, like, there's no reason why you should spend a hundred dollars on an august underground dvd you know what i mean yeah um just you know maybe one of your friend has it and you watch it because you know and then when they come back out you'll you know you'll be able to get one because that's what it'll, it'll happen it'll come back out again it's just that's not right now definitely well i want to say uh you know thank you so much i really appreciate you coming on and answering some of these questions i had for you and chatting with me no problem man all right, thank you very much, and uh, yeah, hope to see you at uh, Cinema Wasteland. Hopefully that thing rolls around. All right, Brandon. Take it easy. Take care.